Hello everybody, welcome to yet another exciting episode of Conquering Always the Podcast. I am your host, Nandi Pamabiangwa. On each episode of Conquering Always the Podcast, I engage in soulful conversation with thriving females in engineering as they tell stories of how they continue to cement themselves and take up space in various engineering and build environment sectors. Our guests reflect on the values and principles that have made them who they are. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of Conquering Always the Podcast. In today's episode, I have a candidate quantity surveyor, Ms. Notando Miloy, who will be telling us a little bit about her journey in quantity surveying and what she aims to achieve throughout her career journey. So, Ms. Miloy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for agreeing thank to be you. a part of this podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I need to correct you though. I'm not a candidate quantity surveyor just yet. So because I'm site-based, okay. I'm still just a junior QS. Yeah. So when I start the podcast, I always like to start from the beginning. So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, how you grew up and also some of the principles or values that you've learned growing up that have informed the person that you are today? Okay, cool. So I grew up from or in a small town called Bronkospreit, which is just outside of Pretoria. So I'm pretty much a small town girl. That is all I knew until I went to university. So it was Pretoria, Bronkospreit, and then Joburg. Um, I also grew up in a matriarch type of family. So that means I was surrounded by women constantly, obviously strong women. And this upbringing has shaped a lot of who I am today with regards to my perspective on who I am and a lot of things in life. One being that I can fix stuff and I do stuff for myself because there was not a lot of male figures around to just help you do that. Also, uh, I have a very strict mother, but she's also liberal so that means that she was supportive even though she so she had her core values that she instilled in you but when it comes to your future what you want to do how you want to do it she didn't really try to influence that so if I said I wanted to be a dancer she'll be there supporting me which was nice but she also instilled um, a lot of Christian um, principles in me and my sisters I've got two sisters um, one older one one younger one, we're all decades apart. I like to say that. Um, okay. So that means that I'm 10 years older than my younger sister and my older sister's 12 years older than me. That also kind of helped us all have our own individual time with our mom. Even though we always like talk about how we have experienced our mom differently because she was a, in a different decade of her life with each child in a way. But all of us had our time with her and we don't have that whole like sibling rivalry or anything like that, which was pretty cool. Yeah, so I hope I covered everything in that. Yeah, that's that's quite interesting. I like the part where you said that um, in as much as your mother may have been strict, but she was also very supportive of your decision. And I think that it should have played a very vital role in you choosing a career that was in a male dominated field. Definitely. Um, 
I also feel like that was also in part because my older sister is actually uh, an, an electrical engineer. So, yeah, I looked up to her a lot and she kind of broke that mold from from the beginning. So that was not a taboo thing to choose at home as well. And she's always been open to... to so whatever you're good at, my mom would support it. And I was predominantly good in the subjects that kind of led me where I am now, like civil technology, engineering, graphics, and design. And she would support what you can do. Yeah. So on your YouTube channel, you tell a very interesting story of how you got to hear about um, about construction and everything in construction in particular. You say that um, I think one morning you were on your way to school yeah. and you were listening to... You were nine years old and you're listening to some boys that were talking, oh, this guy just measures the road and he drives a four by four. And you were thinking, okay, obviously measuring the road, that's not all he does. Can you just take us through that um, particular incident and how it um, influenced your decision to study QS? So the funny thing, like I had forgotten about that story until I was in class this one time. And then I remembered, I'm like, yeah. oh, um, and this is what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> it's not really measuring the road, but I'm, I'm, this is what I'm learning about. This is what they were talking about. So that was my first exposure to one of the things that a quantity surveyor does, and that is uh, measurements. So yeah, it was, it was actually a very interesting epiphany when I thought about it. I'm just like, it was interesting to me listening to them talk about it, but I also knew they had something wrong. And as a child, I was just critiquing how, um, it's interesting that you can make money from just measuring stuff, but surely that's not all you do. But yeah, yeah. for that memory to just come back to me like that, it kind of felt like I've come full circle. Like this is where I should be. Wow. Yeah. That's, so, that's, that's very interesting to, to know how our childhood experiences, like you say, you may have forgotten about that particular mm-hmm. incident, but those childhood experiences later influence who we become in life. And that speaks a lot to, um, the kind of people that we encounter in our early life and what we, how we can use those experiences to be a better female, a better person in, in society. So yes. as a female um, QS in construction, do you feel that the industry is welcoming and accommodating for females like you? Um, so my, my answer to this is going to be a bit biased because with my first project, uh, it was just a lot of girls. There were a lot of, a lot of girls. So from that perspective, I felt like, oh yeah, we're, we're making moves. And they're also like young girls. So I felt like the industry is making room for young people and young women, particularly young black women. So that was, that was, that was interesting. But I know that a lot of my other friends are not in that type of uh, situation. Mine was actually very, very unique. There is a lot of room, um, especially when it comes to like the physical parts of it. Let's say like um, the the way the toilets are set up. A lot of my female counterparts complain about that. I need to see we have like periods and all those things. And sometimes it's really, really, really uncomfortable if you are working on a roadside and all you have is like that standalone toilet that everybody should use. And if you have to use one that men are using, it is horrible. So yeah. those little things, I feel like there's still a lot of um, improvement or there's, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of room for improvement when it comes to that. But in terms of the numbers and women coming in, it's getting better. And the only way we can make it at comfortable for women is, is through us. Like we, more of us need to make the changes within, I think. And we need to figure out 
what um how we can make it better for ourselves in there. I was also actually having a conversation with a friend and we're talking about how, let's say in, at banks, there's like prayer rooms for different religions. There is uh, like a mommy room for women who had just come back from maternity leave and they need to pump um, for their babies and stuff and how that is not really a thing in construction. But we also thought about how construction is also a different type of um, industry. So if you're in the middle of the road, there aren't a lot of women, it might be costly to just have a baby room for like two or one person who actually just had a baby. So some of the things we need to figure out if it's because of the industry or it is something that uh, we women can change. Yeah, that's all I can say about that. So it's not, it's a, uh, the more women come in, I feel like we will, we can make it better for ourselves. It's, it's on us. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Cause when I started out at UCT mm-hmm. and up until now, I've, I've only met one black female in mechanical engineering. And that's how it stands. Even today, yeah. there's only like just one black female. And all the time as I was going throughout my degree, I was just asking myself, but how come, is it that we are not capable or we just not given the opportunity. What's, what's your take on this? Or maybe the environment is maybe like you say, we still have like a lot of work to do, Mm. but if we, if I don't see someone that looks like me, there's a high chance that I won't go in that route. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's because maybe there is an opportunity. Everything is open to it, but a lot of girls, yes, don't want to know about it. And maybe they actually aren't interested that's another thing. So it's one thing to have to not be allowed to do something. And it's another thing for the industry to now like be open, but people are not really keen on it. So it's very, very tricky. It's very, very tricky. But I think uh, the majority of the reason why there's only like one black lady is probably because people don't know about it. I, I also get people on my channel saying that they, oh, they didn't know that this career actually existed. So it's it's not knowing because what's usually spoken about in at home or what's what's said a lot is like your accounting, IT, um, what's the other one? There's a, there's um, a lot medicine. of industries. Yes, 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 yes. There's a lot of industries that are put out there and parents kind of force down on their children and a lot of the other ones under uh, construction and the built environments, engineering and the built environments aren't really they don't have a spotlight. So I, I just feel like if you if we just talk about them and, and expose them and maybe I'll attract more people who are actually keen and interested in them. But when it comes to capability, I feel like no, that's that's not the case. I think we are capable. It's just not there's not a lot of spotlights on it just as yet. Okay. So yeah. do you think that we can use mentorship as a way of bridging the gap in getting information to young girls in high school so they can get to know and hopefully they become interested and pursue a career in engineering and the built environment? Definitely. Definitely. Uh, ment- I do believe in, in mentorship. And actually, I was recently on a course about mentorship. And usually people want somebody who looks like them and has the same experience to mentor them. And that course actually encouraged the opposite. So they were like, it's, it's, if let's say I'm a black girl and I mentor another black girl, I still have the the ceilings. I still have struggles. I am not exposed to a different pair of like a different perspective of the world. So I can only help you to a certain extent, but if you are, let's say mentored by an older man who is white, who does not, who's not oppressed, who actually has a say 
and a seat at the table, they can kind of take you places that, that I can't because I'm still being um, oppressed in a certain way. Yeah or lack of a better word. So when it comes to mentorship, maybe we should also try to find people that are different from us. So don't just look for Natando because she's a black female in the industry, you but know, try yeah. find somebody who's like the opposite from you. I personally have not have had exposure in, in, in mentorship or finding a good mentor. So I'm also still looking, but I do, I'm very, very open to, to mentoring young girls and, 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 uh, shedding the light on our industry, engineering as a whole, because I feel like, yeah, girls should know about it and girls should consider it. Not saying that they should do it because now they can, but like consider it. And if it <laughs> yeah. aligns with your skills, it aligns with your capabilities and who you are, then definitely like go for it. So I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to being, let's say, a candidate QS and then a professional QS and mentoring girls in that sense. But I probably also would like to link them up with people who can open doors that I can't in a way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, that's interesting. So at this point, I want you to take us through a day in the life of a QS and also tell us if it, it did make, because when you're in university, mm. you have a certain idea of what your work day is going to look like or what project you're going to involve yourself in mm. and just take us through your day or probably maybe your week and also tell us if it met your expectations. So I wake up very early. Well, I used to just before the lockdown because the project that I'm working on now is actually finished. But I used to wake up very, very early. We'd have like a 6 a.m. meeting. And then after that meeting, um, we in con- where I work now in contracting, we're given different trades to focus on. So I was given brickwork. And that means that everything that has to do with brickwork, I'm in charge. So after the meeting, I would then go on site to measure what's been done. And then if... I had a number of subcontractors that worked in the brickwork trade, so I'd walk around with them. And then after that, I'd come back to the office, update some reports, and then make some payments here and there. And that would pretty much be it. And then, yeah, that's like quantities, quantities, quantities. Um, Yeah. Expectations. I did, because I was a student and I got some practical experience here and there, I did know that this was coming, but I did not expect the, the, the amount of physical toll that it took on me and I thought I was ready like I really thought I was ready but I worked (laughs) with so many different personalities I worked with a lot of subcontractors even the people around me were saying that it's the first time that we've had so many different companies working under just brick work and yeah yeah it's a lot it was a lot so that meant that I was constantly busy constantly on site but I also couldn't be exposed to other things because of how much work this specific thing was. So I grew and I perfected that, but I also felt like I'm not getting exposure somewhere else because there's just so much physical work that needs to be done or to keep up. Like constantly felt like I needed, I was trying to keep up with, with this. So that was, it it was, it was, it was a lot. (laughs) It wasn't what I did, but um, I learned a lot from, from it. The highs were, um, I don't know when we got along the good days sometimes you have some really yeah. good conversations with them I'm, I'm very interested in the psychology and the like counseling and education of a person so when I interact with you it's not just about what needs to be done now I like knowing more about a person and who they are on the inside so sometimes I'd get days where that's the I made a meaningful connection with someone today and they kind of like vented to me about something and I could make them feel better. 
But sometimes you're also exposed to people who aren't very nice. So that means that you're also exposed to that type of energy and that's draining. And because I needed to interact with so many people, sometimes I'd be exposed to people like who had really not so nice hearts and people trying to cheat you, people looking down on you because you're like a girl or you're new or I'm I'm not tall. Like, so I was looked down on in that sense and you feel it. So yeah. So the highs were the, with when everything was going okay and the lows were when 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 you're not being recognized or taken seriously um yeah okay um on your channel you talk about something interesting and i think you say that there was a point in your life where you wouldn't um you wouldn't tell people what it is that you do and you oh, say yeah. that it's possibly because of the reaction that you get from the people mm-hmm. can you um take us through the that particular story and also elaborate on maybe you've had a change of mind since then and just because i think it's it's quite relevant to what we're talking about now with the mm. highs and the lows of, of, of the okay. of a work day. Um, so I would, the, the thing is the reaction is always the same. People either don't know what it is or they like marvel at the fact that you're a woman who's in construction. So it, it, the answers would always be repetitive. Some days I was keen on sharing because <laughs> I, I had the energy. Some days I, I, I wasn't. So yeah, for various reasons and depending on who was asking, I I would entertain the question, but the the I I could have even maybe written like a pamphlet now and just give it to you when you ask me that question because I know the follow up questions and <laughs> what you're gonna want to know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's <laughs> yes, that's that's okay. So, yeah. what does the future look like for you right now? I am very very excited. If you asked me this question beginning of the year, I would have had such a different answer. Yeah, I was looking at so many alternatives. I even thought of taking a career break. I did not know what my future looked like. But at this very moment, I'm looking forward to doing a switch. So I'm going to move to a developing company, which is um, a more consultant side. And that's where I can actually be a a candid quantity surveyor. Um, It also is international. So that means I'm going to have exposure um, on international projects and a different standard of working. It's a new company. So there's a lot of room for growth and creativity to put on the table. Mm-hmm. So I'm very, 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 very excited about that. And I just feel like it's this year has been very, very un- weird, <laughs> for lack of a better yeah. word. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, I feel like the year has just been weird for everybody. Like you know, yes. in the beginning of the year, everyone has like all the plans that you need to do, yes. and then yes. all these things happen, and you're like, okay, maybe let's <laughs> rain check. Yeah, yes, you kept I had rain checked so many then, times, and I kept changing the direction. So this opportunity is like a mixture of all the things I've considered throughout the year because I was you know, I was going through a lot. And it, it, it's, it's, it's something that I'm very excited about. I'm looking forward to it. And you'll probably see a bit of that also on my channel. I'm, I'm just looking forward for the growth and, and, and also growing with my subscribers and exposing them to a different side of QSing. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. It's it's one of the things that I had put on my vision and board and coming to life. That's really great. And I think from this particular story, what I get from you is, at certain points in your life, it's okay not to know. And because you yeah. may not always have the answers to all the questions, but mm. as you go on with life, things will begin to fall into place. Yes. So just keep saying or, or praying or, or dreaming 
just go with the flow with the slabs. If life kicks you this side, try to find a way to move on on that side. And if it takes you back there, try to find, just keep moving. That's what, that's what it's all about. Just keep moving and keep dreaming. And, and, and yeah. All right. That's really nice. So keep moving and keep dreaming. What advice would you give to your 18 year old self? Um, I would say to her, I think my 18 year old self was very, very woke (laughs) for lack of a better word. Yeah. But I'd say to her that you, you made the right decision. So when I, after matric, um, my physics and maths mark were not very good or did not qualify me to actually do quantity surveying. So there's a point where my mom took me to this college and I was ready to do something else. I think I wanted to do graphic design and she paid for the registration fee, I think. And that is not refundable. And as soon as we drove off, I looked at her and I was just like, actually, I'd rather upgrade my marks. I don't want to do this. And I would commend her for doing that because it's so hard after matric to feel like you're, you're behind by doing your, let's say, doing me doing math and physics again in order for me to qualify for the course. So I would pat her on the back and say that you didn't let um, the, the fear of falling behind or what, what are people going to say. You took the time to pause and think about it and actually take that year to yourself. And uh, and that year, that year that I upgraded my marks was actually such a great year. For, like I still remember, it was a great break. It felt like a gap year. Um, and I'm glad I did that. So I'd say, well done <laughs> to, to, to my 18-year-old self. Like, well done. And to anybody who's in a situation where they their marks didn't turn out good, don't take a break. Don't 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 panic. Don't feel pressure to do something that is is not what you really saw yourself doing. Just breathe and then just get back up on the horse as soon as you can. And I'm glad my my reaction was that quick at that age because I could have yeah given up and and kind of wasted more time, but I didn't. Yeah, but then I think it's also because you had a very supportive mother yeah. who was like, okay, I'm just going to support you. If this is what you want, I'll be there by your side and I'll help you hold your hand up yeah. until you accomplish everything. Yeah, so, so that's quite too. interesting. <laughs> She was very mad yeah. because I made the decision after she paid that non-refundable fee. So she was like, how? Why didn't I call you before? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's also a thing. And I do realize that not everybody has that. And it, it might be uh, stressful. But they must also try to make a decision that's true to yourself always. Because it's, it's your life at the end of the day. And you have to live it, not anybody else. Okay, well, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. So as we wrap up the podcast, right? So the name of the podcast is called Conquering Always. So what I'm trying to bring through the podcast is to tell each and every aspiring female engineer that it is possible to win always, regardless of the circumstances that you may be faced with, or maybe the situation at home, or maybe your journey, you just had a lot of difficulty. So the core mm. message of the podcast is to say it is possible to conquer always. I just want you to mm-hmm. just answer the last few questions. I think in the beginning, you said something about how the Christian principles that your mother has mm. instilled in you um, gave you mm. like some values. And it's those principles that you learned that have carried you throughout. So my question is, are you serving purpose in what you're doing? And do you feel that you are fulfilled and are you winning in your life? Um, as much as I'm not where I want to be, I do believe in your path being clear. So no matter where you are in your life and however you feel about it, it is for a greater purpose. So even if you don't feel like you're serving your purpose yet, 
you probably are and in the future when maybe it's more everything that's happening right now is going to align and it's going to make so much sense in the future so i personally at work i'd say it doesn't feel like i'm serving my purpose and i found a way to 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 link work and my passion which is psychology and 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 counseling through my youtube channel and in that sense it's an outlet where i feel like i am serving my purpose and at work i might not see because i I feel like it's doc doctors can say that you know they like making a difference in people's lives i on the other hand am am like counting <laughs> and and yeah <laughs> and, you know, it's like i'm just making sure that the the project goes up i i'm i'm i am <laughs> i'm serving my purpose with the people that i encounter that's what i think uh, it might not okay. be directly through the work that i do but i feel like the people that i encounter and 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 and, and yeah just the, through the people that i encounter i am and god is kind of working through me to them even if it's one brick at a time <laughs> or something so okay I, li- I like how we said one brick at a time was the pun intended oh yes. just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. building towards it yeah so we've really come to the end of the episode so thank you thank you very much for being a part of this podcast do you have like any last words or anything just to wrap up the whole interview thank you so much for having me and what I'd like to say to your listeners and anybody who's going to come across this is always be authentic to yourself, no matter what industry you're in. If you like looking pretty, look pretty. If you <laughs> don't like it, that's also fine. But um, being authentic helps you do things, helps you um, achieve your goals so much easier because you're not lying to yourself. You're not lying to the people around you. So whatever you do, do it authentically and being true to who you are and that just makes you much more successful and also you sleep so much better at night it's easier thank you very much so how do people get a hold of you maybe they just want to follow up questions based on the interview they can follow me on instagram and i'll try to respond when i log on you can also subscribe to my youtube channel because i think sometimes i'm asked questions that i've made a video about so maybe before you ask yeah. a question, you can just scroll through and see if I've touched up on a topic that you want to ask me. Um, yeah, those are the two main platforms. Twitter, I'm not very active there. So it's mainly Instagram and my uh, YouTube channel and my email, which you can find on YouTube as well, if you really have some questions that you want to ask me. Thank you very much for joining. Thank what an you. awesome conversation. We've learned so much from you. Thank you so much. And I wish you all the best with this podcast. It's a beautiful thing that you're doing. And I hope it grows and exceeds your expectations. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Got any questions, comments, or want to know more about our guests? You know what to do. At Conquering Always on all social media platforms. King's Chat, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Till next time. Toodles.